2: Oh, Tony oh. got it! He got it! Number forty! It's in This is the Rich Eisen show. Hey, when you're on the road and the fans are going nuts, that's how incredible it is. Shohei Ohtani is doing something that we've never seen. Earlier
3: on the show, from NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Still to come, tennis icon, Billie Jean King. Plus, from Peacock's brother from another, Michael Hawley. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour
2: number three of the Rich Eisen show on the air. Um, for our radio audience, what you may have missed at the end of hour number two is shocking. Um, uh, I, 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 I don't know how to actually say it, but I'll bring everyone in the radio show up to speed um, and certainly want to just get this out of the way way in advance of Billie Jean King gracing us with her presence here on this program in about 20 minutes time.
3: I'm glad she didn't hear uh, it. I'm hope she hasn't. <laughs> you know
2: I mean? So Del Tufo's out. And normally that means the level of our uh, discourse is raised. Um, and, <laughs> um, you know, not so much as uh, Jason Feller who's sitting in for Del Tufo um, since Monday. Um, asked me a question um, that I didn't see coming. It was kind of one of those Dwight Gooden at 9 to 6 <laughs> p.m. snapped off curveballs. Uncle Charlie. A little a little bit of oh, – actually, Lord Charles oh, Lord was what Charles. it was called for him. And um, so, uh, Feller, you are in a fantasy league in which the penalty for losing straight up one with one member of the league. One member. Uh, you, if you finish worse than that player – That other person, you have to get ink uh, of the nickname of the person who's uh, just beaten you, correct? Correct. River. So you lost to River last year, right? Right. And so his nickname is River because he used to live in a van down by one. Is that what you're saying? And I
4: live
5: in a van down by the river. Okay, very
2: good. So, um, So you have... On your right butt cheek, the name of River. I do. Inked on it. Okay. I mean, and I could you, have gone with Steve, but that's my dad's name, and that'd be really awkward. Uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so if that's really awkward, what is this right now? Awkward. Particularly awkward. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, awkward. You, you, <laughs> have, you, you, yeah. you said that the stakes this year for the Fantasy League is to, is to uh, keep the same tattoo bet. Right. But you want the tattoo that either you or River gets to be the Rich Eisen show running man logo. So he's a big fan of the show. Oh, so he's a fan of the show. It was his idea. Oh, really? It was his. Yeah. Here's the deal. Like, when are you next in here? Uh, Maybe maybe Monday. Okay. Maybe a few weeks. Okay. So if you're here next week, we'll get River calling in (laughs) to talk about it. Unless you (laughs) think that that's an unfortunate mistake. I <laughs> might want to pre-tape that. Okay, well. well <laughs> and so for whatever reason, yes, you have the full rights to use the Rich Eisen show running man logo <laughs> as the stakes. Yes. And I just want to make sure that you, my only suggestion to you is to win. <laughs> um, I don't know if we have that drop of Adrian telling Rocky to to fight and win, win. just win, because you hear the... The bells, the dong. That's dong. Rocky Four. Because, <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Well,
3: Rocky Four, because remember, they're in the long hallway. She's at the top of the stairs, and you know she tells him he can't win. Right. And then he gets in the car, and he has like the fourteen different shifting. Right. And straight before
2: that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just win. Okay. Well, you're wearing a Raider hat. Just win, baby. Okay. <laughs> Just win. Let's do that. Um, or lose, and we can film it, and that's great content for the
3: show. Yes.
2: Yeah. Bring the tattoo artist here. Jeff great. in Detroit's been waiting on forever, our our buddy, our friend. Uh, it's been a long time. How you been, Jeff? Line two, Mr. Feller. You there, Jeff in Detroit? I you, How are man. you, Jeff? You're Listen, on. How are you?
5: I love you on Tokyo Gold. Thank you. I really and truly did. I really uh, enjoyed I had a dollar for every time you said shuttlecock.
2: <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> if you'd have $77, actually. Oh uh,
5: Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Hey, um, while you were gone, I just got a quick question for you. Were the microphones replaced in the studio when you got back this week because, uh, TJ was spitting straight up hot fire. i tell you that much. My dog, Chris Brockman, refused to go to the moon. He said, just give him a heater and a boat. He's straight. And Mikey Del Tufo and his fashion sense sets the world on fire. Needless to say, the boys held it down while you were gone, man. I appreciate it. And uh, that's the one thing I can say about the show is that it's great when you have a group of people that carries on the spirit. I feel the same way. nothing replaces Uncle Rich. And I'm so happy that you're back at the time that you're back. You know what I mean? I kind of look at you like a a verb. It's almost like you have to rich your eyes to have a situation explained to you that you didn't understand before. And now you do. Your name is kind of synonymous with the dissemination of information. (laughs) When I need somebody to explain something to me. What's that being said? Yes, sir. What's going on with my coach here, man? I mean, he's a a reporter's dream. But have you ever heard a person bring the word turd into a conversation when referring to players?
2: Well, look I mean uh i I've seen coaches speak in plain talk and folksy talk and in and you know and and not have sort of the corporate uh business mentality we've seen that before and as you know uh Rex Ryan's a perfect example of something like that if you win I got one more question if you for win you it's too. great uh, if, if you don't win it's terrible so right. And who? What's that one team that you have up
5: your sleeve? Usually, you have that one team that you got your eye on. You might not talk about too much, but in the end, you usually kind of go into your Nostradamus mode and and pull something out your hat. What's Uh, that one team that nobody's talking about that you think could have uh, an effect? You know, positive effect on the NFL this year.
2: I'm not ready to go. Not ready. I'm not ready. I'll no. I'll give you because you asked. I'll tell you. I'm, I'm. and I might not eventually land on them, but I'm 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 leaning towards the Carolina Panthers.
3: Ooh, Sam Dunn.
2: Mm. I'm leaning in the I'm leaning in their direction that nobody's talking about. Hey, and, you know,
5: it's like when he ever, when he, when he speaks, everybody listen. Everybody just leaned into the radio like, what did
2: you I know. <laughs> Or they're like, has he lost his mind? I don't I don't know. Um, but next week is when I'm going to start landing on the. Uh, on the, well, you know, obviously the next week and then the following week after that leads to Labor Day, so I've got two more weeks to kind of get in that direction, so we'll see how it goes.
5: All right, man, just do Thanks me a favor, leave your door open so I can come and lay on your couch every Monday. You know how I go, bro. <laughs> you, <got laughs> you guys have a good one. We got Jeffrey, our spot here, always
2: Jeff. for you. There you go. Our friend, Cousin. Jeff in
6: Detroit. Dissemination of information. I'll
2: that. take it. Hey, um, so, There is, I guess, an annual poll amongst scouts in the NBA to name who's the top 20 players in the NBA. Is that what it is, Chris? Or the top player in the NBA? Yeah, kind of like the top player. Who's uh, the best player in the the NBA? best player in the NBA. And what was the poll results? And who conducts this poll? And who disseminates this poll? Does this
3: happen every year? So it's a panel of 10 NBA scouts. Okay. Nameless? We don't know who they are?
2: Nameless. We don't know. Who puts them together?
3: ESPN puts it together. Okay. And uh, they vote on the best player in the league. Best player in the league heading into this season, according to them, Giannis.
2: Giannis. And then Joker. And
3: Kevin Durant. Durant? Oh, yeah. LeBron James failed to get a single vote. Out of 10
2: people. Out of 10, yeah. So who else got votes? Do we know?
3: We don't know. We don't know. But LeBron,
2: you know. So the only thing we know is that it, it went Giannis... And Kevin Durant, and I think, Durant, I think tied. Tied. I don't, know, I don't know if it was five five or four four or
3: what. But so there. then
2: it's just two people. So okay. So LeBron
3: James tweeted out. So he responded to someone talking about that, talking about it, with hashtag all caps super washed and the trash can emoji. Then a follow up an hour later,
2: all caps. Yeah.
3: Thank you as if I need more gas pump emo- emoji meaning fuel more to fuel me hashtag, hashtag wash
2: king King like, okay come on dude like,
3: this is why like this is why people get on him like he makes it so difficult why why did he need to do any of this well no one thinks he's washed it's year eighteen like You're the first or second greatest player of all time in pretty much everyone's eyes. No one thinks you're washed, so they don't think you're the best heading into this season. So what? Yeah. So what?
2: I know, but you know...
3: you're, You're now the first active billionaire in NBA history. Celebrate that!
2: Or use everything as the fire... But you're, just getting, but you're just getting going to your 19 and
3: 20. you're laughed at. Like, like people are just laughing at you. Like you're because this is ridiculous.
2: This well, whole washed king thing. It's well, ridiculous. It's, he's done it for two years now, but it's been you know it's a go to for goats. You know that this is a go to for goats. Your own your own guy who brought you six championships used that your exactly. own guy your own guy it, it brady what when dude go, what are oh we, everything tom brady does going it, 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 it's off a to chip on his shoulder going Chris, off to, like going off to super bowls and speaking to all the sullies and fitzes who get together to send them to logan airport to fly aircraft to whatever super bowl city that they're going to again him saying when people don't believe in us we'll show them and there's nobody out there in their right mind that would not believe in the Patriots and Tom Brady heading off to another Super Bowl after all this time. Except all the morning shows were saying that Tom was ready to fall off a
3: cliff and that it was over.
2: It's not, it's apples and oranges in terms of what's brought it on because 10 people got together and do not consider him the best player in the NBA. And maybe you should take a, a page out of Brady's book after, you know, but... Brady, in terms of knowing, like when the top 100 of NFL networks countdown is done, the 100 best players in the league is voted by whoever they got to sign yeah, they're in the 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 pa- final four. whoever they got now, to fill out the paperwork, yeah. you know, And that so when, when we finally get to the top five, I don't think Brady's going to be in the top five.: You don't? I don't. Hmm. I don't think he's going to be in the top five. Top five players in the NFL. Like, Mahomes will be there. No. Aaron Donald will be there. I mean... I mean, it's after they won the Super Bowl. That's when I, they I, did all this. I get it. I understand. But, like, top five players in the NFL. Like, you want to start your franchise with these people. You That's wanna, not the point of the list, you, though. That's I, not the point I, of the I list. I get it, but I don't... Who the hell knows what the point of the list is? But it's entirely possible Tom Brady is not in the top five players in the NFL as voted by players in the NFL. Not there. And he might come back with, you know, hashtag washed goat washed he's Brady goat, not whatever washed 12 like, you know I I, I I don't know he might take notice of it and say something because he's using that as fire and he's done it I forget which that's the point of this I forget which Super Bowl it was it could have been the one before they went off to play the Eagles or the one before they played the Rams which everybody
3: thinks we suck. Yes. It was the Rams one, and they did suck that year. They nobody were terrible.
2: Nobody thought when they were going to in take October, on Jared Goff. Nobody
3: thought they were going to the Super Bowl that correct. October. That's correct. But at and that point And that's what
2: he was talking about. Dude, nobody thought as they were flying up, not a soul on planet Earth was saying he's not we don't believe in him. We don't believe in the Patriots. They're gonna get they're washed or anything. Nobody, not a soul <laughs> thought that, and they used it as a fire to light up the candle to head off to go play the Rams. And so, I, I will say this, though. Brady, in LeBron's shop, okay, in his barbershop, on his set, was talking about the disrespect he felt from another nameless team calling the quarterback that that nameless team decided to stick with, an mf leading us all on some sort of wild... Media goose chase right now to try That's and nice. identify who's the mf'er, <laughs> and he's got seven in the case, and is the undisputed greatest football player of all time, as setting the standard as high as it's ever going to be set for anybody forevermore, for my lifetime, my children's lifetime, my grandchildren's lifetime, and what it's 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 set forevermore, and he's still sitting there grinding some form of an axe, which is similar to this, although it's a different, There's a, it's, it's, it's the same church, it's a different pew. But
3: when the okay. top 100 list comes out and Brady's not number one, no one thinks he's going to be number one. Even Tom Brady doesn't think he's going to be number but one. But I said,
2: what about he's not top five? You're like, really?
3: He might be five. So what's it-
2: and then that's the point with LeBron. Well, this one is just, What's the point? The, here's, and here's the issue with LeBron, too, on this front. There's a difference between an NFL 100 by the peers, and people are wondering, which peers are they? I, d- I demand to know the names of the peers. And also, when I decided, after 20 years, to go on my free agency tour, I should have had red carpets rolled out, and everybody should have reconfigured their plans and rosters in the same way that the Buccaneers did, and that the Chargers were all set to do. And he proved okay. them right, though. He did prove them right. But after proving them right, he still went on television and talked about which team unnamed stuck with an unnamed Mfr He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. But even that doesn't rise to the comparison of 10 unnamed scouts yeah, on like, ESPN. Yeah, LeBron
3: care about 10 scouts? I know.
2: Well, he's just, again, using it as whatever fire, whatever works, man. That just makes him look silly. Whatever man. works, Whatever works. I mean, you and speak, it may it look silly to you. But and it better else. work. Paul Pierce but said, if he doesn't
3: what, win a title this year, it affects his legacy.
2: What? <laughs> Have you seen these Paul Pierce quotes? What is he? Is he still you know eating the gummies on Shabbat? Like what's he? <laughs> uh, like, what's he talking it's about? Possible? Stop it! It's that's possible. absurd. I know. That's I, absurd.
3: I'm. I'm a, that's I way agree more absurd than that. what
2: absurdity you're trying to you know paint here. They're
3: both equally as no, they're absurd. Not, not at
2: all. This is a goat who's actually using his Twitter feed to get himself fired up. He's pissed off. Ten scouts. Great. So, and you think, and people are laughing at you while he opens up probably another bottle of Screaming Eagle on Taco Tuesday and counting his receipts to make him his billion dollars, which is why you're saying don't waste your time with this. Yeah, exactly. I I understand.
6: Let's not forget, Michael Jordan ruined LeBrad for Smith's life. Over something that might not have been real. No, something that that, was not real. It wasn't real. So, I mean,
2: like... Whatever works. I'm
6: not that great, as as great as these guys. That's a different mentality. Brady, Jordan, LeBron, they just... That's a different mindset. So, whatever it takes to keep you at the height of your powers, then that's what you're going to do. And if LeBron, it's for him to take slights and use them to fuel himself then that's what he does like i don't we're from a different viewpoint you don't like the stuff lebron does i am just kind of like whatever makes you go out there and right. do what you need to do it's then, just whatever you it. need
2: to do to motivate yourself to get to the level that you feel you need to get to as long as you're not you know destroying somebody else or you're actually ruining society uh, i'm yeah. i'm kind of all for it whatever you need to do to either continue on in year 19 of your NBA career, or make sure that you don't get the Rich Eisen Show logo tattooed on your ass. Yeah, whatever whatever you've got to gotta
3: do. <laughs> I'm actually not rooting. And for I just you to compared. I, I now just compared Jason Feller to LeBron James, <laughs> which
2: Del Tufo would appreciate. Okay. I, I appreciate right. it. Let's take a break because we have an actual goat in the wings waiting. Yes. <laughs> Billie Jean King, tennis Hall of Famer, all time great, right next here on the Rich Eisen Show. You have two dogs.
1: Two dogs. Yes. Okay. Billy Jean and Bob Costas.
2: Okay, now, let's walk us <laughs> through here.
1: Mm-hmm. So I grew up with all rescue dogs. We were just talking sure. about that. And okay. coincidentally, mm-hmm. they all had B names when we adopted them. And so when Andy and I got our first dog, we wanted to give her a bee name. And mm-hmm. so, of course, we were huge fans of Billy Jean, and Andy adores her knows her personally. So we named our dog naturally after Billy Jean. Mm-hmm. When we got our second dog, we just loved Billy and Bob, the idea of two dogs being mm-hmm. Billy and Bob. Sure. And so we tried to think of, like, a tennis Bob, you know? And we thought of an Olympics Bob. Bob Costas.
2: Well, uh, you've never met Bob?
1: No, I have not. Okay,
2: is the actual, real live Bob Costas on the line here on the Rich Eyes? Yes, he is. Are you you there,
0: Bob? (laughs) Yes, and I'm just calling to check on my namesake. Hello, Brooklyn, but really I'm more concerned with how my namesake is doing.
1: (laughs) Hi, Bob Costas. We've never spoken before.
0: No, no, we haven't, and somehow you've managed, I'm sure, to house-train and take care of Bob Costas, and the canine Bob Costas is thriving, I trust
1: you know he has his good days and his bad days house trained is generous you know he occasionally leaves us a present on the couch Um, I hope you don't do the same Um, and he just got out of his cone last week so no we are not doing a great job raising our Bob Costas but, but he is a wonderful lovely fellow I'm sure much like yourself
0: and, you know, much like myself, he has his good days and his bad days. And, you know, Rich, yes. now that I'm no longer doing the Olympics, I'm not going to do the Super Bowl. This may be my single best ongoing claim to fame. <laughs> Andy, and, you know, Andy and Brooklyn have, have a pup named after me.
2: Well, did you, were you aware of Bob of, of the dog being named Bob Costas? The first time I became aware mm-hmm. was when Brooklyn was a guest
0: on The Tonight Show, when Jay Leno was still hosting, and she dropped this bit of info on a breathless public, and I happened to be watching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. I had no idea. True. That's so funny. True story. Are you offended or are you flattered? Because it can go both I, ways. I mean, English bulldogs are not attractive dogs. It's
0: okay. It may, it may, it may help my street cred in some small way. <laughs> so I can get.
1: I think they are beautiful, beautiful dogs, if that makes you feel any better. Beautiful dogs.
0: They they, they are. They are beautiful dogs. Mm-hmm. They don't seem like a perfect physical representation of me, but I'll take whatever you want to offer. It's all good.
1: And Bob Costas, I can only call you by your first and last name now. <laughs> so if we meet in person, it will be, hello, Bob Costas. You must know that.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. Thank you, Brooklyn Decker.
2: Well, I would say Bob Costas, stay, but we're out of time, Bob. Well,
6: thank
2: you, Rich Eisen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Thrilled to have this guest on, not only because she's an all-time great at uh, competing, but also as a human being on the planet. 20 Wimbledon championships, 39 Grand Slam titles, uh, a hero in my household growing up and uh, now an author of All In, an autobiography, which is available now wherever books are sold, Billie Jean King here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Billie Jean?
7: I'm excellent. How are you, Rich?
2: I am better for talking to you. So my, <laughs> m- m- my first question here is anytime I hear uh, an all-time great receive an honor that I thought they'd already received, like, say, going in the Hall of Fame, I'm like, wait, they're not in yet? Is this your first uh, autobiography? Have you not done this before? Is this an update? What? what where did this come from?
7: This is well. The last the last book was, and I didn't really g- get involved with eighty. I was not involved in that one. The last one I was involved with, with a little bit was um, Kim Chapin back in nineteen seventy four. Wow. So I haven't really done a proper book um, since seventy four when I was in my twenties, <laughs> and I'm seventy eight this year. So this is this is it, man. I let it. It took over four years to do it. Uh, Got lots of help from a lot of people and had a full-time research person, had so many people involved trying to find out the facts. Because, as you know, truth is never the same in memory. So it was helpful with the research of getting newspaper clippings or videotapes or things just to remind me of getting the dates right even. You know, it's it's amazing how your mind uh, plays little tricks on it. So it, it was a Labor of Love, I Wanted to Get It Right, I think it's a great research book for people that uh, need to do research on um, me anyway. I mean, I still get a a lot of requests from every age group, but particularly young people, actually, very young. We're talking like 10 to 15 to do interviews and to do uh, reports, and this book will be very helpful to anybody who uh, wants to do proper research. So
2: then what what part uh, of, I think
7: that'll help. Well, because even in the book, there's an appendix with all my matches, scores, and all kinds of facts in there. Uh, but I really do dig deep here and talk about very important and sometimes very painful subjects, my sexuality, my eating disorder, um, you know, my journey, just like everyone's journey. Everyone has difficulties and I hope this book helps, um, Anybody who's challenged emotionally and and just, you know, if you have an eating disorder, hopefully this will help if you aren't sure of your um, sexuality, if you don't, as far as your gender identification or anything, I hope this will help um, people along the way in their journey.
2: So which part of your journey uh, in having your memory refreshed based on the research and you going back? Were you even surprised by just having that memory jogged, Billie Jean? King?
7: Well, the one thing, the the one thing that came to mind is how busy I was, as far as trying to play tennis and lead at the same time, own tournaments, being a business person. Um, quite frankly, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> still Looking back. I, god did give me extra energy Mm -hmm. and i think that's the reason i was able to do it and also i really wanted things to change i had such a will to to want things to change and i got very lucky because there was a few players around me and i'm around them to want to change things the original nine in 1970 is a huge story it's it's in here um you know there was nine of us willing to give up our careers for the future generations and um, there were three things that we really cared about, and that was that any girl born in the world, if she was good enough, would have a place to compete. Uh, number two, that um, that she'd be appreciated for accomplishments, not only her looks, like everything. And, and when we played, when I played against Bobby Riggs, for instance, when I was coming out, when they were in the Egyptian litter, they were bringing me out, 90 million people are watching Howard Cosell only talked about my looks. He never talked once about my accomplishments. <laughs> so that was the number two. And then number three was to be able to make a, a living playing tennis because as amateurs before 1968, we made $14 a day. We never wanted that to happen again for women. And we'd been getting uh, shut out a lot by the guys. I wanted us to be together. They did not want us. So that was a tough time. That was really a tough time. and uh, And then because of that moment where the original nine signed a $1 contract with Gladys Hellman and she went out and got sponsorship, we got people to run tournaments for us. But every time a young person or a player today gets a, a check, a woman player, uh, you can go right back to that moment mm. when we did that, because uh, that's the reason they're making so much money. Um, so it's still relevant today because history is relevant today and many times. And uh, I think it's really important for young people Uh, to know a lot about history because it does help them to shape the future. I know it helped me when I was young and trying to help shape the future.
2: Billie Jean King, all in an autobiography where all books are sold right here uh, on The Rich Eisen Show. So now the conversation around somebody like Naomi Osaka uh, is about mental health and mental awareness. She just had an interview, uh, a press conference via Zoom in which she stepped away. Because, uh, as her agent described it, uh, the line of questioning was disturbing. And so now that's the conversation that's being had right now. I'd love to give you the floor and what you think about uh, the conversation surrounding Osaka. Obviously, what uh, occurred with Simone Biles during the Olympics plays into that. Uh, I'd love to give you the floor, Billie Jean King, and tell us what you think about this subject matter.
7: I have total empathy for them. I want them to be okay. I want them to take care of themselves. Um, I think we need to do a better job when they're young as to what it means to be a high-profile or a professional athlete, like an Olympian or a pro tennis player, um, because part of being a pro and part of why we make all this money is because we have spent time with the media, and the media are very important because they tell our story. Now, I realized in the old days that's all we had, and thank God – the traditional media stepped up for women's tennis, or we wouldn't have what we have today. but today, with social media, we have both. but part of being a professional athlete, I think is talking to the media and the most important thing we can do is not take things personally i I can tell you what I used to think about when I did media conferences every time I'd walk in, basically it was all men, and then i'd ask them, I'd ask them questions before we'd start sometimes like. <laughs> What is, like, what does feminist mean to you? We go around, we start laughing. We had a great time. Um, but the important thing is I would look at each person that this guy or woman later is trying to make a living just like we are. And so I, I'm always big on trying to look at the other person uh, and what what they're dealing with. And we're kind of in this together because we help each other. So I kind of look at this as a team, even though sometimes they're going to be horrible to us and the way they ask questions. And I can tell you, the other guys or other people who are doing media, when a when a, a guy asks a question inappropriately, they are not happy with them as one of their peers. So I don't I don't know what people think about that, but I I know that they get upset sometimes with their peers for saying, "How could you ask such a stupid question?" You know, we're trying to trying to get answers here. We're not going to get any answers this way which is kind of funny to watch. And then um, I just think part of being a, a great athlete and part of being um, – t- w- the reason we get all this money is because we've had the media all these years. They've promoted us, and so people can know us because that's the way people like us. It's not we hit a good forehand or a backhand. It's that you like the player. You don't like the player. You, they're great this way. You don't like this part about them. But how does that happen? It's through exposure. It's through people talking about us. And we're and so I think it's we've got to find a way. Uh, I'm not saying that the press conferences can't maybe be changed a little. I don't know. I think it's good to always keep improving things. But I think we also need to do a much better job when the when the athletes are young uh, that we have a proper rookie school uh, and and get them ready for what it really means to be uh, a top athlete. And, and and part of that deal and part of that deal hmm. is you've got to talk to people. You just If you don't want to, fine, don't, but um, I don't think that helps the sport. I'm very big on um, talking to people because I I know with us trying to change tennis, trying to change women's sports, if we hadn't had the media, we wouldn't have what we have today.
2: Well, and the issue with social media, Billie Jean King, is it is a two-way street that yes, you can use it as a platform to get your story out, right? You can do that and the issue is is the other way around and the stuff that osaka and or biles must see in the palm of their hand immediately responses to to if they look at it i would counsel them not to because that might actually help you know or helps the wrong word that might actually lead to the potential conflating uh of what somebody is saying by hitting send on the phone and, and saying that that might be the same intention of a member of the traditional media asking a question. And I'm just wondering, like, what, I, uh, what do you, what do you, what? I, do you, I'm, I'll, I'll go ahead. I, I guess. What, no, this no, is no, the, no.
7: I just totally agree with you. Okay, I, I'll tell you why. When I, when I was 15, my dad, because I was yanking around about some you know, the way they wrote about me in the paper in Long Beach, California, when I was born and raised, and I just lost the match. And why didn't they put me on the front page when I win, you know, I've won tournament I'm going on and on. He says, just stop. You know, he said, when, when did this happen? I said, yesterday. He says, exactly. Yesterday. He said, stop. He says, I don't want you to read any clippings. I don't want you to look at any vid- I don't want you to look at anything anymore. And that was the greatest, best, best thing he could have ever done for me. And that's basically what you're saying. Don't read it. Hmm. Don't look at it because, you're always going to get people who love to hear themselves talk. You're always going to get people who are negative. That uh, They thrive on social media, and that's where you've got to ignore them. You just have to ignore them. Uh, I I just don't think it's important. I just don't think you should be looking at yourself that much. I, I don't think um, in the big scheme of life, seriously, we're athletes. Uh, but I do think we have a platform and a responsibility to help make this world a better place. So... I, I feel for the athletes because I know some really suffer. Um, so I think got to figure this out. But I agree with you. Do not look at the negative uh, feedback from from social media. Yeah. Just ignore that. There's They're bullies, a lot of people. No doubt. They thrive on it. That's no. the downside. The good side is so you can get your word out. You you have a platform. So but there's always going to be the good and the bad part of that. So you've got to be selective.
2: I am just wondering what the notifications at Billie Jean King would have looked like after you kicked Bobby Riggs's ass, Billie Jean. You know what? Oh my god.
7: Can you imagine? Can you imagine how many people I'd have? (laughs) It would've been great. (laughs) I would have loved it. I'd love I'd love to be a young athlete today. Are you kidding? Really? You have a platform, you make money, you can make do good with that money, you can give it back, you can help underserved people. You oh my gosh. I just think of the opportunities and the leadership opportunities they have because they have this platform. And just think of all the different ways athletes can help make the world a better place, and we can do that. That's our job, I think. That's part of being blessed, being a professional athlete or one of the top Olympic athletes. I mean, I watched the Olympics. It was so thrilling.
2: So uh, in, in, I guess, wrapping up our conversation, Billie Jean King, what's next? What do you think should be next for what you um, started Uh, when you, from, uh, from, from the, from the point of view, obviously you've got your Billie Jean King initiative, but in terms of the cause for the female athlete, what, what do you think is next here in 2021?
7: Alana and my partner are very involved. We really want to, uh, we want soccer to get more. We want women's hockey, ice hockey to have a league eventually uh, with the top players. Mm -hmm. They do have a league that's very good, but we need the top players, um, that they're the ones that drive everything. Uh, we are so young. Women's sports is so late in the marketplace. We're in our infancy. Um, so we have a long way to go. Um, we also do an initiative. Uh, we're very big, you know, on DE&I and, you know, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We help companies do that. Uh, we try to give, uh, make money and give it back pretty quickly sometimes, like with the frontline workers, particularly women of color. Um, I'm involved in um, investing in the First Women's Bank, in Chicago, uh, Fidelity and, and Bank of America are involved in that, too. Um, so we're just going to start that. I'm very big on g- girls following the money, just like boys are taught. Um, make a lot of money and, and then give it give it out to people who need it or underserved and create opportunities and training. Um, but for, as far as women's tennis and men's tennis, I would like to see us together more. I know the WTA and the uh, ATP are working together, and then you have a third group who started with Djokovic. We've got to figure out how to get together. Uh, Tennis has uh, immense opportunities. We don't have enough social media content, so we need to really punch that up. We can make a lot more money, have better revenue streams. Um, So tennis, as far as women's tennis, we are definitely the leader in women's sports without any question. But we want I just want all women's sports to do well, because women's sports, you know, 94% of them uh, in C-suites and uh, businesses identify with being athletes. It helps us to negotiate. It helps us to be re- resilient. All the things it teaches boys, it teaches girls. So I really want girls and boys to be in sports. You don't have to be the best, but you learn about business. You learn how to navigate uh, the the world that we live in uh, when you learn all these things through sports. Before- and, and also – Yes. Relationships. You you build up relationships, and relationships are everything.
2: Before I let you go, Billie Jean King, I got to just revisit one thing you said in the conversation about Howard Cosell during your match with Bobby Riggs was commenting only on your looks. Did you ever have an opportunity to address that subject with Howard afterwards?
7: No, I did. Well, I never saw it. I didn't see the. Um, never. I didn't actually see the match. No, I didn't watch the match until twenty five or thirty years later oh, when no I had kidding. to actually. I had to watch the match for the book and comment on the match, and I could not believe it when I started to watch. I thought, okay, great. Howard Cosell, the best announcer, he was, like, number one yeah. uh, and big influencer, and he was tight with Ali. They helped each other become famous more than ever. Um, and I th- I used to be very envious of, of of them in a way that I didn't have a broadcaster that was helping my profile, you know, increase Uh I thought, God, we're just always on the outside looking in. But no, I I didn't. When I saw it, I could not believe it. that Howard went on and on about my look. Oh, take your glasses off, do this. Cause she could be in Hollywood, and da, da. I'm like waiting for the, and she won this or that, or she was in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and then when Bobby came out, Bobby came out right after me, and all they talked about was his accomplishments. And it was so, I just could not believe that's what was said. In 1973, with the with the match, and of course it was just after Title IX was passed in 72. So I was like, un, that just shows you how the times were. It just it's indicative of the culture at the time."
2: <sighs> wow, and that was one of your observations. Having never seen it, watched it back just for your, your
7: I couldn't book. believe it. I was in wow. shock. I didn't think he would do that. I thought he'd at least say, "Well, mm-hmm. she won a Wimbledon or two, or she won the U.S. Open, or." <laughs> well I, something not you know, i'm not i like Howard. i got along well with him.
2: well uh, look billy jean king I, i'm no howard cosell and um but you always have a place here with anything that i do i don't know if I've, i'm kind of going to get a little emotional telling you this because my my mother reveres you to this day she's she's uh 83 she doesn't like me saying her age but you've mentioned yours uh but um she reveres you and revered you. And growing up, as I did, you know, uh, hearing your name, she loves telling the story about me as a kid um, having a friend down the street named Karen. And she and I would play, and we would fight about who got to be you instead of Bobby Riggs. And oh, that's so adorable. That's a fact. <laughs> That's how I grew up. So you always oh, have a place. Wow. It's how you always have a place here, Billie Jean King. Whenever you want with What's whatever that? you're doing. Please. please
7: well, I call appreciate back. that, Richard. Say hi to your mom. What's her name?
2: Eveline Eisen. That's her name. Evelyn,
7: Eveline, say hi to her. I Tell will. her. Keep going for it.
2: She she sure is, still is. Billie Jean King, congrats on the book. Um, can't wait for everybody to get it. And uh, let's let's keep talking down the line.
7: All right. Thanks a lot, Rich. I really appreciate
2: it. You bet. All in an autobiography. Right. The author, Billie Jean King. You can follow her at Billie Jean King on Twitter and Instagram right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I can't believe I got an opportunity to tell that Whew. story to Billie Jean King.
3: A Shout out for your mom.
2: Yeah, and Karen down the street. Love it. Karen. Karen Kirschenbaum. down the street. Had a fight. <laughs> like a verbal spar? I'm yeah, early on I learned about fighting with Karens. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny, and uh, you know, I, I we're so shocked about that she didn't hadn't seen the match with Bobby Riggs. Like, yeah. there's no DVRs back in 1972. Well, right. It's not yeah, like, all yeah. right, I'll set the the the, the VCR, VCR, you know, um, and then go home and watch it. Yeah, I mean, if it's on recorded, it's on those real reels that are like this big and right. That's <laughs> funny. That's crazy, though. Uh, Take a break. Uh, Michael Holly will help us take us to his show and all of us to the weekend. That's coming up next from Brother From Another, right here on Peacock on The Rich Eisen Show. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find
6: the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high speed Wi Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at lq.com. I remember doing the red carpet
4: for the Irishman. Pacino walks by. I'm like, I'm
6: like, hey, uh,
4: Al, hey, what's up? Can I, can I get you for a second? And you know, as I go to introduce myself, hey, listen, I'm, my mate, bro, I'm a huge fan. And He, he cuts me off. And he's like,
0: yeah, I, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 you you're a football guy. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. I, 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 I watch you. You do the morning show. I'm like, I'm, I'm blown away right now. He's like, you're, you're doing good work. Yeah, I, I see you. That meant a lot to me. It was
2: somebody that was so far removed from the traditional sports space, and he was just saying. I'll you. One of our other favorites is Travis Kelsey, who um, was all over the Twitterverse <laughs> merely for shaving <laughs> his beard. The reaction was so harsh, <laughs> not great, that he felt the need to draw <laughs> on his face this big black beard with it looks like a sharpie or whatever, and put that as his new profile pic. Do we put it a gate? Do we call it a gate? Yeah, is it a, a gate? beard. Beard gate. Beard, beard, beard I mean, beard gate. Stash gate.
3: Razorgate? (laughs) Ah, yes, well done. Look at that. Come on.
2: Your beard is great. and (laughs) you just scratched in the rest of us. There he is. Thanks for holding it down, fellas. Looking good. You originally turned down Beetlejuice and then ad-libbed 90% of the dialogue in the film. Is that true or false?
4: 90 might be high, but yes, that's true. I couldn't understand what Tim was trying to describe. You know, let's say you never saw it. And you had this idea, you you be the guy saying, okay, here's what I'm trying to make. I had the studio send me over a rack of clothing. I said, just, just go to the lot, grab me this, 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 this. And then I was alone in my house acting. Can you imagine that? How's that picture, by the way? <laughs> me walking around like that by myself at my house.
3: <laughs>
6: and
4: then I had this idea for mold on my face. And I just said, all right, we never rehearsed it. We never rehearsed it. <gasps> We just, he, I just showed up and started doing that, and I thought, this is either going to work or not work. Buddy, let me tell you. Yes. You're very lucky you didn't get me five
0: minutes ago I, when I was looking for a parking space. <laughs> but I found one. <laughs> maybe like a guy from the neighborhood, maybe was trying to save the spot, but I was like... Oh, oh
2: that's no... No, no, no. We, we cannot get have that. Here. move, move. We cannot have we that. I had a meth hat
0: on. I had the all riled up. The guy was like, bro, you ain't going to fit in here anyway. And then that's, <laughs> that's all I needed to hear. I'm not going to be- <laughs> I like have you seen me you know you know
5: this
2: car you've seen this car right <laughs> i mean i could go into anything bro oh, <laughs> you're all right i'm not getting out <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to give him the i'm going
0: to give him the gonna give him the finger in a second
3: <laughs> <laughs> is it the same guy not
0: perfect strangers
6: i'm not getting oh,
2: out oh what a fun week we've had huh <laughs> Fantastic. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we just showed our best of the week to our Peacock-only audience, all of you folks who want to see all that stuff. It was such a fun week. YouTube.com slash Show with Michael Keaton going down memory lane about Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice and Bobby Cannavale had just gotten into a parking space in Brooklyn that his car definitely shouldn't have fit into, but he did.
3: Definitely shouldn't.
2: Seven-minute segment on parallel parking. I'm so proud of that. So proud of that. Back here in the chair all week. It's been fun. Emmy real? I don't know. We still have many more months to go, brother. Many more months to go. Why not? That's, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, one of the many Bobby Cannavale uh, drops that we have. Brother from Another follows this show every single day on NBC Sports on Peacock with Michael Smith and our next guest to help us take us to his show, Michael Holly. How are you, sir?
4: Oh, Rich, I'm doing great. Uh, Missed you, man. It's been a long time. How are you
2: doing? I'm doing fine. Better for talking to you. I'm good. Life is good. What's on your show that's coming up shortly?
4: Life life is good. What's on our show? Yes. Uh, You know, just our our, our typical, you know, around the world, around the culture kind of show and talk about the NBA. Uh, LeBron James being uh, shut out of the best player in the NBA poll by general managers and executives. He's upset about that. And James Harden saying that – if the Nets are healthy, nobody can beat them. Nobody can play with
2: them. Hard to and, uh, argue well, with that so one. Hard to argue with that about one. Too, right? Huh? are talking about Jeopardy. No, you're talking about Jeopardy. Okay. It's hard to argue with uh, Harden saying if he, Durant, and Kyrie are all healthy with the rest of the team around them that they'd be impossible to beat. It's hard yeah. to argue. It really is hard to argue with that, much. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think so. I mean... Durant put Team USA on his back quite a bit, so I mean, I think we're go- I think we're good there. Um, Harden comes back healthy, and um, h- honey buns for everybody, you know, <laughs> and um, and Kyrie, I, I, the the LeBron stuff we talked about earlier because it was is that did we get the number right, Chris? It was just ten unnamed. I saw scouts. just 10, 10, man. 10, okay, 10 scouts but it, and GMs. GMs. I, I mean, I mean, really, you know. So he's left off that list. Who cares? Well, wait a minute. Who cares? Yeah. He, he does. Obviously, he but, does. But Michael,
3: but, Michael, But why? Why should why he? Why should he care? Why should
4: he care? Because 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 you know this. You guys know this. They're not like – I'm going to remix that, that old quote from uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, that the rich are not like you and me, right? Okay, so professional athletes are not like you and me. They are just – they take anything, real or imagined – And if that is a a nugget for motivation, for feeling like you've been disrespected, nobody cares about you, nobody sees what you're doing, you take it. So that's, that's what LeBron James is doing. Hey, I'm an underdog. He's never been an underdog his entire professional life, but he'll turn this into an underdog moment because that's what he needs.
2: Well, he's not and an I'm underdog sure. because he he's, you know, first of all, underdog I don't believe is a Warner Brothers character that would be allowed in uh, Space Jam. <laughs> well but, you know, uh, but but he's not an underdog because he's one of the all-time greats that's established, and he also um, – people want to play with him. So he's going to get Anthony Davis coming in. He's going to get Russell Westbrook coming in. That automatically makes him less of an underdog. You know, Brady decides to look around and say, I've had enough of it here. I'm going to go to a spot. Where I'm, I'm not worried about my weaponry, and I'm not worried about whether a roster is going to be built around me. That's where I'm going to go. So, the deck's kind of stacked, and I, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on the whole idea of whatever you can do to to motivate yourself. I just think out of everything that you just mentioned, that I, I agree with Harden, and I'm, you know, and I understand where LeBron's coming from, but I think it's a waste of his time, and energy. Can I
4: say this about Harden? Harden statement. This is why. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically you could say, yeah, there's no argument there. But when, you're, when you've got Kyrie Irving, who, who has not played a complete season in a long time, if you look at his history, and you got Kevin Durant, who is brilliant as he is, uh, got a birthday next month, I think he's going to be 32 or 33, maybe 33 next month, uh, coming off a major injury a couple of years ago, and Harden, who was injured last year, yeah, you could say if we're healthy, but the chances are, chances of you being healthy are not that high. So I, 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 and, and I know I've got a little bit of a Brooklyn anti-nets bias. Mm-hmm. I need to do some investigation of, like, why, why it's just so strong in me. I don't know. I need some therapy over, the, over this one. But I, I just get
2: sick of that, that logic.
4: Well, you know, if we had done this, if Kevin Durant's foot hadn't been on the line, yeah, if, uh, if, uh, that, if, is true, if, that is true, though.
2: That is true. That is very, uh, very true. If, if hey, he, Rich, if he was Rich, a, is, an inch behind that line, that's very oh, true. Hey, th- take
4: this. Uh, take this to your brother-in-law. Okay. Okay. If, if David Tyree hadn't made a catch on uh, Super Bowl Forty Two, the Patriots would have been un- undefeated. But guess what? It didn't happen.
3: Mm-hmm. It was Rodney it Harrison's happen. fault, Michael. I mean, you know that.
4: Yeah, Rodney Harrison. No, you know whose fault it was, really. Asante Samuel, who
3: was covering... Well, he, I mean, well, well, he dropped a pick six Asante. the play before.
4: Well, but also, he did drop that, but he was in the wrong coverage. So he did a little freestyle, so Rodney wound up covering Tyree. That was supposed to be I love this.
2: Asante Samuel. Two people mm-hmm. who are saying the bronze talk is a waste of energy is bringing up a Super Bowl loss from like 19 million years ago right now. <laughs> I like it. Well, I, I like the
4: it. The point of the if that We could play if all day. I'm you probably say, "Rich, you know, I could have been Jamie Foxx. I could have been The Rock. I could have been—I'm famous now, but I could have been globally. I could have been a global mogul if things had turned differently at the University of Michigan. Who knows? We could all do that, can't we?"
2: We could uh, have a great time with Michael Smith and a good weekend. Let's do this again very soon. Appreciate all you being back. I appreciate Lee. being here on Peacock with you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. Enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Michael, right, Michael. Holly. I want to thank Billie Jean King. I want to thank Albert Breer and also Tom Curran. Tommy. 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 Tommy Curran. Great week as well. We had Nate Burleson. We had Michael Keaton. What a dynamite conversation that was. Hitting on all something. You know, we didn't even touch on half of his early career filmography. Just got to give him a call back in. We, We will do that. We will do that. We hope he accepts it. It's Friday. Um, let's go. Let's go. LFG. Right. Let's see. CM go. Punk tonight, guys. That's the go. return. Is a- that, that is
6: that
3: confirmed or is that a rumor?
6: I mean, that's that's the rumor. So you know, I, I, you guys might not know. I wore I've worn a, a CM Punk T-shirt every day this week. We so, noticed.
2: Let's go. <laughs> let's Even go. I've noticed. Even I've noticed. So you you may or may not be here Monday. Is what you're saying. All uh, right. Waiting for Del Tufo to confirm. Del Tufo
3: has a situation Monday that
2: he may he might be here. or He might not. I mean, just he's, he's walking around Vegas maskless with all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, that's, you know yeah again, we'll just check it out on his, on his <laughs> We'll check it out on his only page for the next few months. I'm not subscribing to that. <laughs> Brother from another coming up next, we'll take you to it. The rest of the audience we will chat with you Monday.
6: Ramble on.